0: Friends, before we jump into this show today, I wanted to let you know about a couple of things I've got coming up that you can be a part of in real life. First of all, Theology Beer Camp is back October 19th through the 21st in Springfield, Missouri. Go register now and use offer code KevinGarciaGodpod. Yes, the entire thing, Kevin Garcia Godpod, to save $25 off your registration. It's in 70 days. It's going to be so Effing fun. I had a ton of fun last year. It's a bunch of live podcast recordings with a bunch of wonderful people, all while drinking some really delicious craft beer. Like, so if beer's your thing or just hanging out with other nerdy people who want to talk about spiritual shit, this could be for you. Other thing I'm going to be doing, I'll be at the QCF, that's the Q Christian Fellowship National Conference, happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the first weekend of January. I'm going to be doing a workshop and hopefully doing a little unofficial book release party. So, If you want to come, you can go to qchristian.org and get signed up for the conference there. I love you so much. Let's get into the show. You are listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm in your web browser to find more dope-ass podcasts like this. Now on to the show. Hey friends and welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary folks living revolutionary lives. I am thrilled to be with you today. Uh, Welcome back. I have been in a creative rut recently, been a little bit depressed and I haven't been able to actually get any creative work done until now. So thanks for your patience and thanks for sticking with me. I'm really excited about getting back into this because I've got a whole mess of shows lined up for the coming week. So you can expect to hear me in your ears for the next few weeks. Um, and hopefully beyond that, as I continue to build out my business and kind of rebuild some of the income streams I had, I want to get back to hiring somebody else to edit these because editing Editing's hard for me. You know what I'm saying? So if that's you out there and you're wanting to, uh, help me get some of these podcasts out there, reach out to me. I'm don't. I I'm not afraid to ask for help, and I'm not afraid to accept help. So <laughs> if that's you, let me know. Um, additionally, I want to let you know before I get into the podcast that uh, Fall Cohort, the Spiritual Recovery Cohort for Fall 2023 applications are open now. It's a 10-week one-to-one coaching and group coaching program that is designed to help you create a spiritual practice that's actually going to help you feel better. So if you've been out there deconstructing your faith and you have no idea where to turn to next, if you are spiritual but not religious, if you're somebody who just feels this innate connection to what you would call God, but you don't know how to access it in your body and how to feel better as a result of that connection, then this might be for you. Uh, Go to thekevangarcia.com slash cohort to learn more about the process, make sure you get your applications in, and then we'll be working together. We kick off the second week of September, that's on September 11. Um, Applications are due the 30th of August, get it in here. Okay, now on to my friend, Sa DeSimone, who is today's guest. Sa is a mystic and an artist, a meditation teacher author of the international bestseller spiritually sassy eight radical steps to activate your innate superpowers and he's also the host of the big celebrity detox a show on uk channel 4 and is uh, the host of the spiritually sassy show today we get weird y'all we get into our spiritual lives we get into our own path we get into what it is to connect to love um as two people who are literally buck at institutions both of us and that's kind of what i love about this conversation so no matter where you are on your spiritually sassy path you're welcome in this space do me a favor real quick make sure you subscribe to the show make sure you share this with a friend so we can keep the momentum of this going and uh, grab yourself something to drink and enjoy this conversation with my good judy sad simone podcast host in the world I think I just I'm very informal and I just like to have fun so I'll ask you some questions but we can take this dire- in any direction we want to because it's our prerogative that's what Brittany told us that's right you're a great yeah. host my darling <sighs> you know
1: you're what a thank great you host. Yeah. I
0: received that you just have,
1: you're just a, a good person good sweetheart yeah <sighs> so therefore everything you do would always be great you know
0: thank you yeah. I received that and that's right. I believe it. I need That's a, right. It's very interesting. I've been doing like this inventory of like, what are the things that are still, that I still do? Or like, what are the tendencies that I still have that are where I mean to myself? Mm. It's very, and it's like, why do I like, even in the tiny, tiny ways, like, like at the very beginning of this, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know why I do that is because that's what I was taught. Don't give yourself any credit. It's all for God. Oof. You ever get that? You ever get that thing where just like... It's...
1: I don't give it to God, but I give it to... Um, I mean, I, I, I did grow up Catholic, but my relationship with Catholicism and Christianity mm-hmm. at large really changed really fast. Um, I did find refuge in Buddhism, but that didn't it. that didn't help. That's a lie. It completely transformed my entire life. I'm here mm-hmm. today... By the grace of that lineage, by the grace of this doctrine, that I'm mm-hmm. I'm here because I've wanted to unalive myself so many times, mm-hmm. um, but my sort of like kryptonite, my like you know vicious you know um, story is that I my mistakes are horrific and I have to be punished mm. and I and uh. I will be punished and I will be found out and i am an awful person and i should not be here so the the guilt always leads to shame that's like Mm -hmm. my biggest thing of of you know you're saying like oh i'm so mean to myself my meanness is that it's like you know it could be a small mistake or even a big mistake Uh, you know great or small it doesn't matter but the the guilt always leads to a deep Mm -hmm. sense of like i am an awful person i should not be here the world would be better if i wasn't here mm-hmm. uh, and i know that that's really judeo-christian islamic you know like i know that that's the oh, yeah. pun- punitive god speaking through me um Isn't it but funny. i know that bitch i know that voice very well honey and i'm not letting her bring me down that's what i'm saying hello come on somebody yep.
0: that's right because like it's okay like she comes to visit every now and again and she's just like did mm-hmm. you, remi- you forget about me bitch and was like <sighs> Come in, because you're not going to leave until you have tea. I know that much. That's right. That's it's right. um, it's being. I think the, I think where a lot of folks in my neck of the woods and even myself would get stuck in is, is when that punitive voice comes, comes a knocking or comes a visiting. It's like, or even just like that's been the prominent voice we've been living with her entire life. Like, we don't. We like we gotta tell them you haven't paid rent. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right.
1: Thanks for visiting. But you know, the thing I, the, I think the biggest thing that I've learned was not to, you know, here's the truth. I have spent, I spent half of my spiritual journey uh, distracting myself mm-hmm. from those uh, feelings and
0: from the painful feelings
1: yeah from the challenging feelings from the this from the uncomfortable feelings from the texture feelings that guilt mm. leads to shame and that shame perpetuates and it just makes you really like rigid and sour and restricted and and mm. your vision of yourself and the world becomes really small i spent a lot of times doing a lot of holy things on the outside like meditating, praying, uh, breathing, um, dancing, you know, Mm -hmm. all things that looked very holy from the outside. But unfortunately, I wasn't doing this one specific thing. I wasn't going into the body to be with the feelings. All Mm -hmm. the practice that I was doing were to distract myself again I have to preface there were holy practice there were beneficial practice They were changed the architecture of my brain they mm-hmm. were supporting my development of my concentration they were opening my heart however there was a missing link mm-hmm. there was a somatic piece that was missing that right. I didn't I wasn't willing to do because it's what you said I didn't say hey hey feeling that feels like a fucking demon come in let's have some tea you know, mm. I wasn't willing to sit with that demon and see that it's really just a fallen angel that needs to be reminded out of its beautiful uh, mm. wings and capacity and benevolence and grace and wisdom mm. that he is here to teach me. I wasn't willing to do that. So everything I did was always like, how can I meditate? these thoughts away Mm -hmm. how could i breathe
0: my way out of this
1: exactly it was all how can i conceptualize effort you know think my way out of my suffering and it helped it helped Mm -hmm. and i and i was teaching from that place and was really helpful however there was a point that i said i can't keep going in this this distraction path to liberation i genuinely Mm. want to be free so i have to really go into the body because if all the eastern mystics and a lot Mm. of the you know western therapeutic approaches are always reminding people that the top down approach works Mm -hmm. you know mind into body change the way you think to change how you feel there is value in that and that does work Mm -hmm. however the bottom up approach is the ancient approach you know come on now exactly go into the body change how you feel and that would change how you think therefore the ways you speak and act everything else the quality of your life would change so i knew that intellectually but it wasn't until one day i just said okay guilt all right bitch what the fuck like Mm. let's sit so i was living in bushwick uh at that time in new york in brooklyn and i woke up and i was feeling i went for my run i went i did my hour meditation i you know i did all the things the, all the holy practice but i came home I'm, I'm drinking my coffee and all of a sudden i get flushed with those feelings and i'm like oh shit, here we go again wow mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then i said you know just eat something it will help it pass just go call someone It'll hop it pass why mm-hmm. don't you just uh go on social media why do you do like anything to distract me away from it however in that moment i said okay Now it's time for me to be with the feelings and drop the stories be with the feelings and drop the stories and that was what really cracked the code for me um and that's an ancient buddhist teaching you know that's a pretty it's nothing original i didn't teach it yes that that video of me stopped giving meaning to every single feeling went super viral because i just made it in a really simple fun playful digestible way to explain a really profound teaching Mm-hmm. Um, but what I understood through this process is that we, I was pathologizing the feelings. Mm-hmm. I was giving extra meaning to the feelings. And then in that moment I just sat with, and I realized, okay, it's a textured sensation and mm. that's it. <sighs> period.
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, period. it's, it's phenomenon. It's, it's like, 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 exactly. It's, um, there's, um, it's like feelings are feelings and thoughts like a lot of times like you said like pathologizing them we think it's our fault that i'm having this thought and it's almost like you know we i think like people at least i when i first started off in like learning about mindfulness and meditation i thought it was like it's about controlling my thoughts it's about the stillness of mind is the practice of yoga and you know really controlling those things and saying any you know just brush it away brush it away you know and again those practices at first are really, really helpful. And then there is, there does come the point where, um, almost the it's, uh, once again, your practice breaks, the idol you have made gets shattered. Mm -hmm. And you have to actually meet God in a real way, if you will, or you need to meet yourself in a real way. Meaning I need to get real about what I'm feeling. I can get real about the anger that I don't think I'm allowed to have. I need to get real about the shit that happened, Mm -hmm. like, and mm-hmm. when you do that like the mm-hmm. sooner you do it like it's mm-hmm. and, and it's oh the thing i wish i could tell people it's never too late yeah. you know the number yeah. of people who like are like i'll will come to like something i like i did an online workshop there's a dude there who was 68 years old and he's like his mind is being blown for the first time at 68 and i'm like sickening
1: amen Amen. Never too late. And one thing I also like to remind people that the path of like going into the body and being with the feelings mm-hmm. um, does not mean that you have to remember what happened to you or what you right. did as the gateway to liberation. You don't have to mm. remember your trauma in order for you to heal. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of misconception because yeah, of the yeah. traditional sort of Western therapeutic approach that you have to remember exactly what happened to you in order for you to call upon those feelings in order for you to be process that whole narrative no that's that's uh it to to a degree there is truth to that and there's a lot of um evidence that that helps as well however we also have to open up mm-hmm. the door to the idea that we don't have to remember what happened to us or what mm-hmm. we did to this specific detail in order for us to heal meet the present moment right now how do you feel right now and what mm-hmm. can you do right now to be with those feelings one poem that I love so much and I'm just going to paraphrase a, a, a couple bits of it is from one of our favorite queer mystics, Something. Rumi. Uh, hey,
0: girl. Hi. Yes, She's, honey. she's sitting hey. right here. She's sitting over there.
1: Naturally. She's, she's you know, a part of our unseen fabric weaving and propping us up, queer kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rumi says, there's a poem about the guest house that he says, we have to open ourselves up. I mean, I'm paraphrasing and also just giving you guys the the sort of digested version that has, you know, worked through me, but essentially speaks that like every feeling that greets, that comes into our body is a visitor that we have invited. Mm -hmm. That language is so profound. Mm -hmm. Every feeling that is visiting you is coming to visit you because you have invited. You have somehow perhaps not in this iteration Mm -hmm. and and i know listeners are uh, uh, have a a more of a uh, a christian approach so perhaps past lives isn't um oh people are all over the place in my
0: audience so like you can go there for sure okay
1: good um you know (laughs) what i'm saying is you know we think that the ways we're feeling right now are totally related to how we have lived in this life but rumi opens the door for uh, a transgenerational trauma looking at scientific perspective mm. you know he opens the door for a spiritual perspective looking at past lives mm. you know it opens the door for us to realize that like i'm under the influence of how my mom lived my grandmother lived my great grandmother lived i'm under the influence mm. of all their trauma all their unprocessed violence all their unprocessed. Um, harm. Come on. You know? And it's so not that,
0: my fault.
1: And it's not my fault, you know? And now I, but, but here's the thing it's not my fault, but it's my responsibility to do something about
0: it. Hello. That's the problem. <laughs> Let me tell you, do you know how many times I tell people, I'm just like, you got to get to that point where it's just like, yes, what happened to you is not your fault, but it is the, your responsibility to yourself, to this body that, you, that you've come into. Like, yeah, that's right. And it's, and it's almost like, I would say that that's what our responsibility is to God, if you will, mm. is to be the caretaker of the vessel of God, which is the, the, these bodies. It's a little meta, but just like. Oh, honey,
1: amen. I, it lands deeply. I'm getting a full body ass yes to this. Yeah. Yes. Dang. Yeah. And then looking at through the karmic perspective, like more of a Eastern tradition and past lives, we're mm-hmm. under the influence of of our genetic makeup, meaning everything that's cooked into our family tree, that's science talking. And then from the spiritual, more esoteric, more Eastern uh, philosophical approach, it says that we are the sum of all of our past lives, Mm. meaning Sa, this experience that we now call Sa, this multiple parts, these multiple processes that are happening right now that we call Sa, that we call Kevin, Mm -hmm. um, isn't the 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 proprietor, the owner of all the experience that have happened in a previous life? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So everything that's happened in a previous life is educating slash influencing how I'm doing and feeling and thinking and speaking and acting right now. Mm-hmm. Is it you know when you go into a past life regression, you realize, oh shit, I've been that person, I've done that thing, I've done this thing, da-da-da-da. And it, it's not that black and white to say i'm this is happening to me right now i'm doing these things right now because of x this exact thing karma is way more complex than that sure but the beauty of it is that um oftentimes it didn't start with us Mm -hmm. but it is our responsibility to do something about it you know Um, Yeah. So there's no need to point fingers. There's no need to blame. And I know it's hard, especially for so many of us in the queer community who have been violated, abused, um, silenced, canceled, uh, you know, shoved and all kinds of fucked up things have happened. Excuse my language.
0: No, you're good. However,
1: there is an opportunity for us to turn that rage mm-hmm. um, towards uh, liberation yeah. instead of like um, a more sort of disillusioned um, way of living. I've been angry. I was angry for yes. so long, and at some point, you realize that your anger, unless it's channeled in the right direction, is just inflammatory. So I'm not trying to be inflamed, bitch. You no. know, <laughs> That's listen. What I'm flaming, is.
0: but I don't want to be inflamed. You know, <laughs> that
1: is right. Oh my god, please on, speak somebody. about that. That's right. Oh no, my God. but You're that's good. the.
0: I've just like I'm. I'm a, I've been around the queens too much recently, so we've got we're going quick. The um, back me where were we. The thing I get excited about with like talking with you is I feel like we're both having the same conversation. Um, with 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 like our people, around understanding that like this is this isn't just like a a quick fix to just like get over it you just get over it it's not about getting over it it is about learning how to fully integrate everything mm-hmm. it is about learning to take and th- th- this is a uh, i was talking with our friend Harshita, who's you introduced yes. me to and is now my teacher like oh, oh i could go hey man um but we were talking about this idea around like I can't remember how it came up around like the idea that everything happens for a reason. And I was like, Oh, mm. I hate that idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause using, you know, it's a, it's an old Christian thing. Like God's providence is in all things. Nothing, you know, a sparrow does not fall from the sky that God does not ordain and blah, blah, blah. And so we were getting into it and the way he kind of like pulled me, he's like, yeah, you're focusing on that thing and use that way. It's bullshit. But the way I mean it, And the way that we can use it is like rather than thinking, okay, everything's happening for a reason or everything happens for my good. It's just like no matter what happens, I'm going to choose to use that experience for my good. You know, Mm. if if the text of the Bible says, you know, God works all things for the good of those who love him and we now understand the location of God is within our own bodies, then I can live into that. I can work all things together for my good. You know, which means I can choose to interpret the experiences the way I need to. Mm -hmm. I can uh, change the environment that I'm into so I can start experiencing more peace. I can change the people I'm interacting with. I can change my daily habits. Like I can, and even I can even, when when the hard feeling does come up, I can be so compassionate to myself in ways that I've never been before. And that's how we work it for good not saying that what happened was okay not saying that we should have to go through traumatic things just saying they did happen and what would you like to do about it because you could do so much with so little just the it's like you ever look at somebody and just like if you would just for one minute just give yourself one minute a day i dare you Mm -hmm. to come oh honey i yep
1: Uh, Sorry, yes, I kind of went darling. on it there. No, this is so perfect. I'm so grateful you're speaking to this. And because this is really, you know, where it's at. It's the, the tiny little shifts that make this huge mm. ripple. And and I also love the the idea that everything happens for a reason. However... You know, it is the reason, the meaning, the, the transfiguration only happens through our own, you know, the, the mm. what do they say? Enlightenment is in the eye of the beholder or beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So it's mm. up to us to see the beauty and the chaos. It's up to us to see, you know, um, um, you know, harmony and dysfunction. It's up to us to arrive at a place where we do have the capacity and willingness and courage and uh, mm. radicalness to be able to be like, wow, this really fucked up thing happened. Am I going to allow this to determine the quality of my biography? Or am I going to just say, this is one chapter of my story, not the definition of a biography. And I think a lot of us in a queer um, um, movement, in a queer space, in, in queerness, we have to yeah. uh, arrive at a place where we do the, the process of... Mm-hmm liberation and realize that there are many steps. I think a lot of people in the, the process of trans transfiguration of their traumas, their pain, mm-hmm. they go immediately from like, it's happening for me, for my good. I'm so happy. Thank yeah. you, trauma. Thank you, pain. Thank, thank you. Thank universe, you God. so much. I'm and grateful. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, literally. thank you. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> That's so not trauma informed. There's no trauma care. In and that, it's also just you like know. you're like
0: sidestepping. I mean, do you like are like, I just want to, like, check in with you, sweetheart. I'm just like, yeah. when you say that, like, take, t- pull that apart real quick. Tell me what you really mean there. That's and right. Because like, if you, it's like, it, I think this is probably a product of Western colonial bullshit and, like, just how evangelical culture has, uh, evangelical culture and capitalism has, like, kind of, like, gotten us used to, like, the quick hit ideas. And all mm-hmm. these like mega church pastors out here who can like you know do two th- you know three services a day, two thousand people each, and they preach a twenty minute sermon on th- what I would say for for some people it's revolutionary to hear that God loves you, and I want them to get that message. I wish they would get mm-hmm. it somewhere else. And but it's like you're not teaching people actually like they don't know how to live. It's like let me let me work on how all these people think. And we're just going to do that, but it doesn't actually impact their lived experience. And then the people get to thinking that the only way I can experience it is in this church, but then they leave it. Mm-hmm. They they pull things apart, but they're still looking for a quick hit. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, in those moments of grace where we experience some relief or release or presence of love, that's the gold, you know, that's, you know, in a moment of grace, those things can happen and they can happen like during our practices a lot, I think. But the problem is just like you're so afraid of suffering and i think that that's the part that keeps people from actually like pulling apart the deep work is because we're so afraid of feeling bad so afraid of the suffering Mm -hmm. and And understandably so
1: yeah for sure because it does suck and i think also going through the stages of like you know, I think in the in the in Jesus' um, um, doctrine, it's such an emphasis on on forgiveness. And I am and I all for You know, I speak about forgiveness every five minutes. It's how I created a community in the beginning. It was speaking at parks and conferences. Really, my goal too has always been forgiveness because that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. However, there is there are many steps to arriving at that place. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are wanting to forgive and forget, but it's just you can't forget, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're but what you can learn to do is integrate. It's make friends with that memory. It's to take the emotional charge out of that memory. It's to take the inflammatory qualities off that memory. It's to take the toxicity out of that memory. That is the process of healing. It's integration of memories without toxicity. You know, I think that's, we need to invite that in more. And I say this because in trauma care, in a trauma-informed care to our past and to our pain, we can't go from, 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 all this happening immediately to a moment of grace, and like you know, the mm-hmm. eyes roll to the back of the head, and we're floating up. You know, oh my God, thank you, God, for it. thank you trauma, thank you pain. It just doesn't work like that in yeah. the, in this relative reality you have to go through the rage the anger the despair the hopelessness the guilt the shame the blame and then you can arrive and i i didn't give them
0: in order right are no, perhaps yeah. it kind of happen in like all sorts That's of different right. ways
1: yeah exactly there's no specific hierarchy to the emotional scale per se um however you do have to go through all these layers and you have to find a trauma informed or uh, uh, environment to be able to go through the anger that of what happened you have to like mm. have a friend or or someone that can hold that for you. One of the things I've been teaching in my uh, in the somatic activated uh, teacher training mm-hmm. um, to my students, it's like if you have. I was I was teaching this to a, um, a, a brown uh, a brown queer person, and I was telling them, find somebody who can sit in for you. Mm -hmm. what does that mean the seating in practice will be like ritual theater will be like ritual healing will be someone Mm -hmm. who can sit in to be the white um uh violator the white abuser the Mm -hmm. white you know in this case that this person's context was a lot of harm from cis hetero white men Mm -hmm. okay so i said ask find someone who can sit in for you in that in that space and then unload the mm-hmm. the rage unload the despair unload the hopelessness onto them and their entire job this person has to have a trauma-informed approach mm-hmm. to healing as well because what they will need to do is hold such a deep presence and such a mind heart body integration mm-hmm. and connection where to such a degree that they don't have any judgment mm-hmm. arising in their mind and if a judgment arises it's not sticky at all it just comes in and it goes out yeah but in that process after the, the person who is unloading the pain, the suffering, the despair, all the things, to be able to genuinely arrive at a place of forgiveness, they unload, and then the, the person just offers the a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. and he um, goes, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, and that's all they, they offer to the person, mm-hmm. and that is a great way for queer folks queer people, um, people of color who have been violated, um, harmed, you know, um, all the fucked up shit that we endure um, to just exist, find a person who kind of matches the archetype or perhaps doesn't need to match the archetype of the Mm -hmm. violator. And that person sits in. It's a huge process for them too. Their nervous system is gonna be, uh, is gonna get a massive upgrade. Their heart's gonna get a massive cracking, Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be an an extremely beneficial practice for both people in that place. You know, right? Um, So I just wanted to share that. And then in the after you go through that process, I guarantee you, God is in the room. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you God's Hello. holding you up. I guarantee you that 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 grace is taking over in that space. The quality, the colors of the room will change. The sensations. The, I mean, everything will feel much more alive because you have decluttered
0: yourself.
1: You have mm-hmm. decolonized yourself. You know, is this making sense?
0: No, oh, it's making total sense to me. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's like it's one of these things where I get excited about learning new ideas to try with people and to share. Because like... And that I, cause all like once, once it's done, once, I mean, like you might have to like deal with it a few times. It might not be like just one and done and it's out the window, but like when you start the process and you make, it's like, you, it's like when you successfully make it through, if you will, like you, you know, you do the thing, you do the practice and then you know that you can do it again if it comes up again. And that, I think, is the, one of the most empowering things that, that I finally understood was just, like, once you learn how to grieve, once you learn how to make room for your rage, once you learn how to let it go, you know how to do it. And, like, you might – you and, like, it's, again, like, once you do it, you understand, oh, it could be that easy. Focus on that. And just remember, it could be that easy, but I'm a human, and I am such, you know – I'm a petty girl sometimes and I am a, you know, whatever trips you up, whatever your karma is, let it, let it teach you. And then Mm -hmm. have a little chuckle. Try not to be so serious about it because uh, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, heaven, heaven could be right here. And that like, that's something I'm really wanting for more people to experience is not yeah, like these, like we're we're we are sitting here proposing to all of you listening, truly, an alternative lifestyle where you're focused not on what you are creating financially for this capitalist hellscape, but what you are doing, which is adding to the eternal value of everyone's soul around you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's different and weird, but uh, I don't know. I'm just. You know
1: you know girl oh i do know you know and i just want to add to that it's like you what you're saying is you're preparing people to die a happy death
0: Hmm. once you
1: step away from the capitalistic uh, machine and you know i haven't fully stepped away you know i run a business i support a lot of people financially and i have a you know a, a large operation at this point you know for a small business and i'm Carefully aware of what it is that I'm. How am I spending my time? You know. Mm. How am I cultivating my heart in preparation to die a happy death? You know. How do I want to live? I mean, being at my mom's funeral was such a telling experience. It's like, wow, there was two hundred people there. I'm like, that's the funeral of a fucking celebrity. Holy shit! You know, Mm. I've like it's what a woman 50 people. But this was like you know like. Over 200 people came to this funeral and I was like blown away, but it wasn't about the quantity it was about the quality of what everyone had to say about my mom. Mm, yeah, And that's what touched me was her legacy. Uh, what, it, what lives on is the warmth of her presence that touched everyone yeah. there. And that's what I want. And that is not in the capitalistic agenda. That is mm-hmm. in the spiritual agenda. That is what Kevin and I teach. It's like come through. Yeah, work on a life that will lead to a happy death. It's going to be painful. It's going to be challenging. But it will be perhaps filled with less regrets and less, um, less. you know, I wish I did this. I wish I loved mm. more. I wish I cared more. I wish this. I wish that. It's more like... like that,
0: imagine a life with no regrets. Yeah. Imagine. Especially because, like, I don't know about you, but just, like, you know, you know, having to, you know, wait and get out and be supported on our own so that we could be openly queer. Uh, I feel like there's, I mean, I came out when I was 24, going on 25, and I'm 33 now. I keep thinking, I'm like, all those years, you know, twenty like 25 years where I was not experiencing the fullness of who I was. And I don't know how much longer I, I don't know how long I have. I hope, a, you know, God willing, mm-hmm. I want to listen. If I can crack ninety, I will have, and I think I will.
1: Mm-hmm. D- has your family tree lived up to ninety? Do you know? Do you have anyone?
0: Eighties. Uh, That's where a lot of like my grandma was like eighty seven. My grandfather is eighty six. Um, is there cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, addiction? Alzheimer's. My dad. Die- my daddy died from uh, pancreatic cancer at 59.
1: Oh my God, that's right. We yeah. Talked about this. I'm yes. Sorry, I forgot.
0: Oh no 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 no. You're good. It's one of those things that's more composted in my story now. Yeah. The way that I think about. I was talking with a friend of mine, uh, who also lost his father, um, and I said, "There's two kinds of people. There are people for whom their fathers have died." And it's very a serious matter. And then there's those of us in the dead dad club who like are uncomfortable with our own feelings. And so we make dead dad jokes and it's like, but we're Mm -hmm. laughing about it to each other. But on the inside, I really want to cry. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And it's okay. We're making, I'm getting, getting much more used to letting my anxiety come through. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. annoying. Mm -hmm. It's more, that's the thing. Do you ever get annoyed at... The, it's like I don't want to feel that, like the sorrow. I don't want to feel that right now. I'm just like I'm. I'm. I'm I get that. I'm, you know, I'm on lesson 400 of a Course in Miracles. I don't get petty anymore. I don't get anxious anymore. There's not 400 lessons in a Course in Miracle, by the way. <laughs>
1: you know, kind of going back to what you're saying about the the, you know, the question I asked, like, is there this and that mm-hmm. in your family tree? Oh, One yeah, thing yeah, I bring... want to just kind of invite people to to reflect on two things get to know your family tree get to know the ways people in your family have died or Mm. the hardships that they have gone through and also the most important one is get to know how they have resisted and how they have Mm -hmm. lived and how they brought light and joy and warmth you know into the world so find out talk to that one uncle and i'm speaking for myself talk Mm. to that one uncle who's kind of like the 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 you know the, the black sheep of the family um, mm-hmm. who is the one who like knows everything about the whole family tree. Because talk to the they were, Exactly. And, and talk to them and find out, you know, um, find out how they have lived and how they brought love and care and forgiveness and light back into the world and internalize that. Cause if it's in them, it's in you. It's just at sleep in you. So you could wake it up because it is mm. in you you know, you can look at it from a spiritual. You can look at it from a scientific. It's in you, my darling. It's in the garden of the you that mm. we're speaking to right now. You just got to go to that seed and, you know, pour a little water. Just a little and bit. Just a little bit of water, a little bit of sunlight, you know, and keep fertilizing that soil. Mm-hmm. You know, keep creating the right consequences for that soil to like, you know, be alive mm-hmm. and 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 fertile for, for new beginnings. You know, I think... Yeah. I think uh, uh, I just wanted to offer that because it's a process that I'm in right now with no, like so my good. mom dying so young. Um, you know, my mom died at 60. Your dad died, you know, pretty much similar mm-hmm. age. Um, it's you look at the adverse childhood experiences, the yeah. ACE score. And my mom had, you know, um, she had a really high score and I have a high score, too. So mm. if you look from a from that perspective, I have a, 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 a life of perhaps 60 years old you know Mm -hmm. so i'm like almost at the halfway mark if i don't fucking buckle down how i already have for the last 10 years and Mm -hmm. fucking slay the dragon and change every fucking thing and get sober and you know just Mm -hmm. crack the fucking thing and go full power into the things i'm doing and really be devoted to liberation Mm -hmm. then i will have the similar predicament to my mom but because that was her predicament. I better fucking do better. I better die at 61 at least. At least. You know, or 62 at least. At least. Or if I'm lucky, 70. Or if I'm fucking a real Jedi at 80 or 90 or 100. You know, my Ugh. dead side of the family, everyone is, my grandma's 92. Everyone is like, there's no cancer in that fucking family. It's mm. like, and I, you know, bless them. I'm just using uh, foul language just to emphasize Oh, listen, here. you're good here in this okay. space. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I feel like. We have to be really aware and not be at sleep to what's happening in our family tree because it is in us. And if we want to be the the curse breakers, Mm. the ones who stop the momentum of the violation and the absurdity and the lack of creativity and the lack of Mm. inspiration that's been perpetuated in our family tree, then you got to wake up as you're listening to this right now and just say, no, no, enough enough is enough and then claim a new approach to life and i know it sounds easier uh said than done but just you know exactly what Mm -hmm. you need to do we all know our poison and we all know what makes us come Mm -hmm. alive you know
0: yeah and that's the thing it's just and the reality is like if you need permission to do it like it takes practice sure and like it takes like a little bit of focus and intention um But it is a more easeful way of living, I think, at least in my experience. And like, as I investigate the people who keep the same practices, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. it just seems to me that we're handling late capitalism just a little bit better. And in no small part, because we've learned that there is, there is a piece that passes understanding that is available. There is a love, there's a flow of well-being that it's like right on the other side of your stilled breath and your quiet thoughts. It's like right there. And if you can even tap into that a little bit, it moves you towards better and better is better. And I'm just like, well, what are, what are we waiting on? What are Amen. we, what are, oh, Amen. oh.
1: Well, Tik says that we, you know, I'm paraphrasing what the great Zen uh, teacher Ugh. said. I don't think we can say master anymore. I don't think that's like politically correct. So Zen, great Zen teacher. Sure. Naha. Right, right, right. Um, you know, he says, um, he says, and I'm paraphrasing. Every time I quote a mystic, I'm always paraphrasing because it's yeah. been deeply digested through my system.
0: Same.
1: Um, so he says something to the to effect the that like we prefer suffering because it's familiar. Oh yeah. You know, and we don't want to do anything that's not familiar. So our comfort zones are built on what's familiar. So maybe a lot of maybe the vast majority of your comfort zone is a bunch of little miserable habits you know but damn, you're just so damn. comfortable in misery yes. I, I, I can only say that because i did it no i did it same I, here. I lived you know this is 10 years in the making you know i woke up in 2012 not full awakening but like a massive hard right. fucking break of an awakening that changed my whole life and that's when suicidal ideation became available to me. That's mm-hmm. when, you know, really devastating depression came, became available to me. That is when deep, mm. you know, spurts of grief became available to yeah. me. And I say available because I don't want to texturize or toxify these emotions more so than they already have been yeah. given a bad rap.
0: Yeah, and they were um, there the whole time. It's just you didn't have access to them.
1: I was drugged, girl. I was drunk and high, sis, and I was booked and busy. I was distracted 24-7, honey. My mantra back then was booked and busy. Thank you. And we
0: were so happy about it, too. We 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 thought we were the shit. We thought we were flexing on these hoes. We were just like, I'm I'm out here (laughs) getting paid. I'm getting all these things. I am so tired. The way I would go to conferences and bust my ass for, like, 72 hours, you know, conference do the podcast speak on the stage club another club another club wake up do the thing the next day go into lunch with someone important another club another club go home get so sick because i burned myself to the ground mm-hmm. and i thought it was righteousness <laughs> i said this is this is what this is what people do this is what i'm living the dream i'm living the dream of not having any time at home with my dog or with the people that I love or making memories or going, like I'm living the dream of working all the time and never actually getting some person to pour into me. I'm always, because this is what I, Oh, learning. Oh, if I could tell, like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I want people to know like there is rest for you. And also Mm -hmm. you, you can't, Especially for all our like would be spiritual entrepreneurs out there, you're like doing the coaching, you're doing really, really excellent work. (sighs) Please learn how to slow down now. Please, please get your rest on now. Please Mm -hmm. divest from under, divest from thinking that your money is equal to your worth or that your content is equal to your worth or your productivity is equal to your worth. That's all lovely things that you get to participate as like being here now. But that's. Lies. Capitalistic lies. Yeah.
1: J'adore capitalism. Thank you, honey. Peace But out. No, I can't live completely <sighs> indoctrinated by your, you know, approach to to life. It's so poisonous. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I love what you said, my dear. I love yeah. all of what you just said. I'm like, yes, wake up. And I, and I just want to share one thing, too. I think Please, a lot yeah. of people don't know how to dream a you dream because we're exhausted mm-hmm. and yes. our sleep is so fucked up. You know, um, there's someone called the nap, um,
0: mm-hmm. the nap ministry. Yes. You know, their work. Oh, yeah. We talk about them all the time on here. Oh my
1: God. So you already know. Essentially rest in order for you to be able to dream a new dream. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's easy to hear a podcast and go from this podcast to another one and then from this one to a course. And ta ta ka ta ta ka ta ta hello and have another cup of coffee, and then you have your three cups of coffee, and then you have your little sugar hit, and then you masturbate a little bit, and yep, you do yep. a little this, and then a cup. and next thing you know, you've made through an entire day and you feel like you learned and been educated so much. And I guarantee you. That like 99% of the things that you shoved down your throat were not actualized, were not embodied. I'm sorry because I was in that mm -hmm. place too. It's a slow work, yeah. Yeah. So you got to rest. You got to sleep. You got to literally turn everything off and like light up a candle and burn an incense and, and, Mm -hmm. and just be in bed and experience the boredom that comes and the restlessness and and the desperation to do something and like oh my god that is what's going to crack the code for the unfelt feelings to make themselves known to you that's what's going to make the chaos known to you and if you are in that place for five minutes guarantee you're going to do deeper shadow work than you've ever done by listening to hours and hours and hours and hours of courses and podcasts and blah 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 blah, all the things that are put out into the world hello don't get me wrong listen to the podcast you know support the support the teachers and all the things and also, you can't dream a new dream if you're not resting. There's mm-hmm. no way. You are not creative if you're not rested. You're not inspired if you're not rested. And I'm sorry, I can go as far as saying, like, God is not in a room if you're not rested. You're under the influence of poisonous, um, you know, toxic uh, Exhaustion. shit. Exhaustion. Yeah, and it's just not available. You don't have the selflessness of yeah. God. You don't have the,
0: the generosity of of God you don't it's have the, the in, it's you like know. you don't have the bandwidth exactly it's like and that's and yes. I think that's what I tell people too is like don't keep your practices because it's going to make you a holy person keep your practices because of how it makes you feel because it when it and that sounds like so fucking basic but what it gives like when you are aware that when you are in the center of who you are when you understand that love is so available to you at all times And granted, I'm not saying, like, you have to ignore reality, but blah, you get what I'm saying. But it's like, you could do it. Stop. It's like, there's a part of me that, like, needs the softness and needs the love and needs the compassion, of course. And there's also a part of me that needs somebody to say, honey, get your shit together.
1: Yeah, stop multitasking. If
0: you know that you can do it, why aren't you doing it? It's not a judgment question. Excuse me. But it is just. Why and, and just like why am I not doing that? Because on some level you think you don't deserve it. On yeah. some level you've been convinced mm-hmm. that rest, that peace, that love, that you don't deserve that. That's yeah. a lie. That's mm-hmm. a lie.
1: And you can let I that go now. I think it leads now. back to I love what you're saying, my dear. And I think it leads back to the the punitive God that makes us
0: believe that. Better bring it around town.
1: Oh my God, it's so fucking annoying. But it's this this idea of this like you know punitive god that unless we are punished we're not good so um, if i have to do all these like self sacrifice i have to like run myself down to the to the Mm -mm. you know worst degree i can't rest it's like unless i do all these things they're so you know seemingly good but they have the self-destructive self-hatred um uh, uh texture to them if i if once I participate in them, I can be course corrected into becoming good. I don't mm. have access to my benevolence, my goodness. So therefore, I need to produce more, do more, mm-hmm. hurt myself more, and that will then give me the the you know open the door to the gates of heaven. Yeah. Whatever then the I'll fuck be worthy. Say. Yeah. Like, exactly.
0: There's um, I can't remember. It was like in a an, uh, an Abraham Hicks recording that I heard, and they were like, um, it's so funny to us how like you guys have been convinced that in order to experience God, you must pinch yourself off from the source that, so that you can make yourself to be worthy of being with the source that you're holding yourself back from, which is trying to give itself freely to you. And that's a whole lot of like different, like, you know, word things, but trace it back. We we mm-hmm. pinch ourselves off from the thing that we want to be with to prove that we're worthy to be with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a fucked up way of thinking. We don't need like, It's already there. It's let already it go. There.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, 2014, I went to India for the first time. It was my first time ever in a silent retreat. The first mm. thing I ever heard, not the first thing I ever heard, the first thing I heard in that retreat that changed the course of my life is about our basic goodness that we are innately good Mm. and it kind of goes against um you know a a lot of western tradition yeah oh my god i was like whoa that's crazy so like my behavior isn't who I am. My thoughts aren't who I am. My feelings aren't who I am. Like, so what What am I? Like, what is this uh, unborn heart mind? So what what are we I. getting at here? What is this thing that truly is mm. the source of this um, aliveness that is basically good no matter what? It can't be poisoned. It can't mm. be touched. Mm. It can't mm. be destroyed. Mm. It can't be deleted. It can't be ejected. It's always there always available and I was like whoa why nobody's saying this in school honey to all the queer children why are we saying that in every fucking corner basic goodness you're basically good you're good you're good you're good I'm like ah.
0: yeah damn listen thanks for coming to church everyone and um if you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen I tell I tell you what if we if we had a church service I'm just like hey y'all we're gonna have two sermons tonight, fifteen minutes back to back. It's just gonna be me and Saw yelling at you about love. Are you ready?
1: I Love that so much, <laughs> Kevin. Please make it happen. Fuck yeah! I, I love your work. I love what you're doing. I love the the passion and the and the uh, it's embodied. It's visceral. It's somatic. It's realized. It's actualized. You Damn. know, I can see that you have navigated the valley of shadows. It's it's mm. in your eyes. It's in your tone. It's in your posture. Mm um so if you open a church girl i'll be right there trust me honey i'll be coming to the you know to your neck of the woods which i'm deeply afraid of but i will come for you listen (laughs) atlanta is a dope
0: place to be just don't like the only problem with atlanta is it is surrounded by georgia so, That's you know, right. um, <laughs> so in the last couple of minutes, as we're wrapping up, I always ask everybody five like little rapid fire ish things. And Oh my then... God, I'm off with those. No, no, no. It's like, you don't have to, it okay. doesn't have to be one thing. It doesn't have to be rapid either, but okay. it's all based on the hands So like, Sa Simone, what's one thing you like about yourself? Just what one. Do I like
1: about myself? Just one. <laughs> okay. Generosity. I'm generous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's one thing that you're, you know, proud of?
1: That I'm proud of? See, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm proud that I'm still here, you know. Yeah. That I'm still here and I'm not giving in or giving up, you know. Yes.
0: I'm never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what is one thing that pisses you off, like a little pet peeve that just like, it gets your goat
1: god there's so many
0: let me think <laughs> it's just like here we are we're, we're, we're gonna teach you how to be peaceful but we just know we we, we, we we're just like you just
1: petty people. i mean yeah it's it's the thing is it's like once they come up i know how to work with them but mm. you know there's still a lot that a lot of work until i'm truly free one thing that pisses me off is um I'm thinking about all the things that my boyfriend does that pisses me off that I shouldn't say. <laughs> Listen,
0: no, girl, at the same time, like, I'm uh, um, living with a boyfriend now, I'm like, there's certain things that are starting to get there, and I'm like, I have to have a conversation.
1: That's right. Um, you know what pisses me off? Let me think. Um, I think it's like... Um, if I don't have... Something that pisses me off is... People trying to like have a conversation with me, or trying to like engage and and or talk whatever business-wise, whatever before like the like 10 a.m. mark. It's like, girl, don't come up in here. I have no. not arrived in this body yet. Like, no. I have n- I'm have, not in this body. So l- help me come back into my body before you communicate to this body. All right? Because yeah. nothing is going through. I, It's literally, if I'm not in my body and you're talking to me, all you're going to get is like, shut the fuck up, bitch. So, like, let yeah. me come back into my body. All right?
0: I'm just like, I, ha- I want to be the best version of myself for you. You know, this is on <laughs> your behalf, sis. Like, I'm the same way. Like, I wake up at... Typically, like these days, it's been around eight because that's when the sun's coming up over here. So like eight to ten. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Um, same. What's one yeah. thing that you're dedicated to? One thing that I'm
1: dedicated to is. It's being present and being in my body. That's really like my biggest focus is like, can I stay in my body even when it feels like a hell realm? Oh it's so annoying to have I that vow. Know. <laughs> it's so annoying to make that promise to to the universe, to God, the Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, Akini, saints and sages, all unseen force I'm keep making that vow to you, that promise to you and it's fucking annoying because it it sucks, but uh it's, it's very it's helpful. Like,
0: it's like it sucks,
1: but does it?
0: Yeah. It's like it's it one really, of those things like when I really admit it, it's like it's the better thing that I really want. It's just I still have to suffer, and I don't want to suffer. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Last one. What's one uh-huh. thing you want to do before you die?
1: <sighs> so one thing that I was researching yesterday, uh, that I looks like I'm going to be doing it in May is is walking El Camino. <gasps> Bitch. Yeah I am also so looking I, at
0: walking the Camino.
1: You are? When?
0: Um I was doing it this year. It was like on my on my list of Me things
1: too. Like, May I'm looking at May.
0: Like May, yes. We have to <laughs> we have to talk to, we have to talk. We gotta talk. Okay,
1: so call me after this because I wanna like know what your research and what you're doing. I, I was actually looking from Starting from France, and which is like the mm-hmm. longer one, but mm-hmm. also um, you know, I feel like I want to do that. I really want to walk that walk. 40 be,
0: days, bitch.
1: Yeah, be with my grief and really walk the grief and just cry and laugh and cry and laugh and meet random people and mm-hmm. eat fried food and perhaps smoke a couple cigarettes here and there and drink some coffee and, you and
0: know, just enjoy walk some, the grief. Enjoy some Spanish wine. Enjoy, the, enjoy like afternoon lunch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sober coming up to six years. So the most I can do is drink a oh, Diet Coke and go, smoke go, a go, cigarette. Go. So, listen, you know, but you, do you, girl, if the wine is the look, then live that fantasy. Listen, For me, it's a little Diet Coke and a cigarette as far as she goes and a little fried food. Hey, girl, but it, trust me, listen, honey, I get high living, off that shit, too. Living wild. <laughs> exactly. It's a wild um,
0: journey. Uh, so I know we're coming up in time. I Okay, let me not do the Southern goodbye thing. Let me just... Uh, Tell folks on the internet where they can find your shit and give you money and buy your stuff and, you know, oh, etc. And also plug your, um, your book and your podcast and your upcoming book, if you don't okay. mind. And yeah, anything else you, you want to.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so okay so what do we have okay coming up this summer we have the somatic activated healing uh teacher training which is a uh, a movement-based approach to healing it's a bottom-up approach and essentially like everything i was talking about here it's what the training is about it's about it's a three-month deep dive into uh, a practice that combines somatic movement ecstatic dance breath work meditation and affirmations uh we've been teaching this um all around the world, and it's been, you know, huge success, which I'm so grateful when the people who are going through the training are having massive transformations mm-hmm. um, in that process, they're doing it thinking that they want to, you know, bring it to the world right away. But they're like, holy shit, I had no idea that I had all this, um, you know, work that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the work is a deep dive, it's a really big self reflection uh, journey, and then you you get certified after the the journey. So that that's something I'm really passionate about. Uh, Instagram is where you can find all the details mm-hmm. at Sadi Simone. I was going to say sadi Simone.com, but you can also check out my website sadi s-a-h-d-s-i-m-o-n-e S A H D S I M O N E.com. Um, check out Spiritually Sassy, uh, my book, Eight Radical Steps. It's so um, good. So yeah, fun. thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, the book is everywhere. And if you do buy the book, please leave me a review. Write me a review. Reviews yeah. are so necessary. Girl, Reviews yeah.
0: It's so needed. Listen, necessary because there's so much bullshit out there. Like, and, that's the thing. The things yeah. that are, like, on so many self-help places and spiritual bookshelves is not helpful. It's not trauma-informed. It's not queer-informed. That's it's right. It's so... Yeah.
1: Say it, honey. It needs to be said. Uh, Yeah. So check out the book and then also check out my podcast. Uh, I had Kevin in my show too. And And I felt it was so fun.
0: And I also like, as I was listening back, I was like, I could tell that I was so goddamn nervous. I felt like I was all over the place. (laughs) Really? I thought you did a
1: wonderful job. Well,
0: thank you. Um, And this is why you don't believe the first thought every time.
1: You know? That's right. That's right. I love that. Um, yeah, I think these are all the things, you know? And, mm. and keep in touch and, you know, let yeah. me know how I can be of support to you all. And, and Kevin, everything's going to be wonderful for you and for everyone listening. Everything's going to work out. Everything's
0: mm. going to work out. Yes. does my conversation with Saad to simone as he said you can find him all over the internet at sa d simone which is exactly what it sounds like and exactly how it's spelled sa thank you so much for joining me for this episode i had a lovely time with you all right let's wrap up the show i want to say a special thank you to all my friends who are supporting this work on patreon and if you love this show and you want to have more uh stuff like this available more progressive spiritual podcasts that are having life-saving and dope ass conversations uh you can go to patreon.com slash the kevin garcia and become a supporting partner um there are perks at every single level uh of of membership so please go check it out it'd be really really great help Um, and once again also if you want to start working with me this fall i've got space available in the fall spiritual recovery cohort You can go to thekevangarcia.com slash cohort to learn more about that. Applications are due on the 30th. We're kicking off September 11th, and I'm not doing it again until the springtime. So don't wait, beloved. This is your time. It's time to get healed. It's time to get serious about your spiritual and overall mental health. Okay, cool. I'll see you over there. And for me, follow me across social media at Garcia, And be sure to rate this show. Leave a review if you're as opinionated as I am. And yeah, I don't think I've got anything else. So till next time, beloved, take your meds, call your person, make sure you eat something, make sure you move your body in a way that feels good to you. Call somebody up and tell them that you love them and look at yourself in the mirror naked and say, I love you because your body deserves that. Okay. I'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.